Welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. And today we're looking at a few options for early retirement, specifically for Washington State employees. Yeah. And um, the sort of term that we get a lot of questions a lot about here at DRS, which is separation a separation date versus your retirement date. Yeah. On, on some level, I feel like when we talk about this with folks, I feel like we're the retirement police. <laughs> like we're, we're telling people, oh, you're, you're retiring wrong or whatever. <laughs> when you quit work and you're of a certain age, it feels like I'm retiring. Right. Right. Like that's retirement. Like I, I had my party. I ate my cake. <laughs> my coworkers saw me off and I'm, I'm retired. And yeah. DRS really talks about it in terms of retirement is a very specific point in time when you start collecting your pension benefit. We, at that point, then consider you retired. It's really up to you on what retirement looks like. For some people, working part-time is retirement. But there are lots of different ways to retire. You don't have to be collecting your pension check to be retired. And I was actually just talking to a coworker about our mutual friend, Stacy, who I think we're both hoping to have on the podcast at some point to talk about early retirement, because she's a big fan of early retirement. And I think for younger folks, thinking about early retirement is a good thing because it actually gets you to like have a target and and savings and like a goal yeah. in mind. And you might not actually hit that goal, but you're usually better off along the way. Yeah. So the, your separation date is your last day that you work in public service. If you work for the state for 10 years and then you decide to go work for Amazon or Microsoft, yeah. your separation date would be then the last day that you work for the, the state of the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. So you go, then you work for Amazon and then you retire a couple years later. And I think with our, with our early retirement options here, I think what a lot of people haven't considered is that you could still separate from the state at age 55, per Mm se, Um, but then not start collecting that pension paycheck until you're 65. So, you know, there's this, if you you separate from state employment at 55 and and you start collecting a pension right away, your your pension is a lot smaller than if you were to start collecting at 65, because then, of course, there's all these factors. We want to make sure that your pension is going to be able to support you. There's more years involved. But I I think this is a a good option for people to consider. And again, this is all about having just different options. The the way I think about it, um, we are going to be paying you for a longer period of time. So you're going to get an extra 10 years of payments. And so, of course, the payments have to be smaller because we're paying you for a longer period of time. But it's not a penalty. It's, in essence, you're still receiving the same amount of, on average, people are receiving the same amount of money over their lifetime. And I think for a lot of people, they're used to this with Social Security because you can start your Social Security at age 62 or you can start your Social Security at age 70. And there's this big sort of debate debate about when you should start or when the best. And everybody has their own personal reasons for doing that. And the same way for people who separate from public employment early, oftentimes they have that same question. They, we, we talked about this actually on the last episode um, from one of the questions from a listener about, is there any reason to wait until after 65? And if you've already stopped working, there's not. You should start collecting at age 65. But for folks who stop working early, separate from employment at, at age 55, for example, they could start collecting their pension right away if they want. And they would get, I think the number is about 36% of what their full bench pension benefit would be if they waited until age 65. But that's just 
as you said, just a choice on, yeah. on how how do you want to take that income stream? Do you want to have it smaller for a longer period of time or do you want to have it larger for a shorter period of time? Yeah. And so basically it's if if you're in PERS, TERS, or SERS, and there's the rules are a little bit different for left, for law enforcement, or for whispers for Washington State Patrol, but if you're in PERS, TERS, or SERS, um, if you have at least 20 years of service credit and you're 55 and older, you can choose to separate from retirement. Yes. I mean, sorry, separate from service. Separate from service and start your retirement. 20 years of service for for the plan twos and 10 years of service for the plan for people who are in plan three. As long as you've got 20 years, you're good. You're, you can retire early. It doesn't matter what plan you're in. You could start collecting your pension uh, if you're in PERS in the public employees plan, the school employees plan, or the teacher's plan. We're, we're usually really good about not using acronyms. Uh, and so I, I want to make sure we, we stick to that, yes. th- though it's super, no, no, it's super easy to jump into them. The other thing to consider, some people feel that is a penalty. Like they, they don't want to take that penalty. They don't want to take that hit. Um, and what I know some people will do is that they will save up money, like in a DCP count, a 457 count, or a 403B count, and they'll use that money that they've saved to live off of from age 55 to 65. They, they call it a bridge. It's, yeah. it's the bridge to get them from when they stopped collecting their... Separate. Yep, separate. To the actual point of, quote unquote, retirement when you start collecting your pension. Yeah, it's, it's really, you're going from getting your regular paycheck from your job and then you're going to get your regular paycheck from your retirement. And right. if you that stop bridge in between. Yes, exactly. That There's that gap. And um, that's where it's really helpful to know how much you're spending, what your expenses are, and how much money do you really need to help bridge that gap. Yeah. And so this is a great option for those who may have other income coming in from a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe your spouse really loves their job and they want to continue working until they're um, 65 or they're maybe a few years older than you. Or if you had money that's coming in from an inheritance fund, Mm -hmm. say a a parent passes away. So I think this is a good option for people to consider and something I hadn't really considered myself before I started working here and kind of delving into all the details. Yeah. And and I I think folks at DRS end up thinking about these options a lot more because we're talking to people who are doing this. I I remember very early on when I started working here, there was a guy who came in who was doing this sort of gap thing where he had stopped working, I think, like in his late 40s. Um, And his expenses were really low. He was living like in somebody's garage and really didn't need that much money. But he he was coming in asking about his DCP. He had this balance and he wanted to know how much he had taken last year and how much he was going to take this year. And it was really that was the idea was that he was using that savings that he had built up over time until his pension and his Social Security were going to kick in, you know, 10 or 20 years down the road. Yeah. I was curious about the numbers and ransom numbers on this. And your monthly expenses are $4,000 a month. If you're 55, you separate from work, you would you need at least 10 years of income then to kind of, like we said, bridge that gap until yep. you turn 65. So $4,000 a month times 12 times 10 years, it's about $480,000 to cover that, that 10 years of expenses. Yeah. So I feel like that seems like a moderately doable number, especially um, with DCP. And then the other example, like, you know, kind of halving that. So if you separate from work at 60, mm-hmm. You would only need 
five years of extra income to bridge that gap or about $240,000. And so that seems something that, again, I think is doable to save up with something like DCP. Yeah, because exactly what you're saying. And then at age 65, your pension's going to kick. Your pension kicks in. And and so you know, if you know how much that's going to be and how much your social security is going to be, those other income streams kick in and then you don't need to rely on your savings as much. In a lot of ways, it's similar when we talked previously about understanding what your income is and your income streams and your different opportunities for income. It's the yeah. same same way as you're starting to think about retirement. I think a lot of people have a really hard time thinking about taking money out of their savings, out, out of their retirement accounts. Yeah. Like that that's a that's a tough thing to wrap your head around because it's like when you build up that habit over time, over decades in a lot of cases, you're then like having to reverse that habit. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Especially, like you said, if you're really good about saving your money and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can actually take out this money. This is what I've been saving it for is this part of my life to be able to actually enjoy my retirement savings now. Yeah. And I actually think it's in some ways it's easier for those folks who retire early to think about because they don't have the other income streams. Whereas once your pension kicks in and once Social Security kicks in, like that's the money I'm living off of. That's my check. That's my paycheck, really. It it really is your paycheck. Um, And if people are used to living on their paychecks, it, it still feels difficult to dig in and, and, and dip into that savings. Oh, I might need that in emergency. I mean, well, no, you save that money for retirement and this right. is retirement. So yeah, that, that, that can be tough. I think that'd be really tough. But I think it's just a great option. Like I said, I never really considered that before I started working here. But yeah, I, I think the big question for a lot of people when they consider early retirement, it's it's the same consideration, even people who are retiring at normal retirement age. But like you, you mentioned the law enforcement and firefighters retirement plan and, or the Washington State retirement plan, uh, State Patrol retirement plan. Yeah. Those folks uh, are able to retire earlier. They have more physical, dangerous jobs. Um, but the biggest question f- that all of those folks have when they're retiring is health insurance. Oh, yeah. It's like, do I have a spouse whose health insurance can I stay on? Is there something that I can get on the private market? Am I going to go work part time just just for the benefit? Yeah, of it? yeah, for sure. And of, and of course, that's something that we want to acknowledge that doesn't work into all these you know figures that we talked about before. Things like health insurance. Yeah, I think I think once again it comes back to what are you spending money on? And when you're working, you don't see that it's in your paycheck, but you don't see it. And then if you're buying health insurance on the private market, those amounts can be vastly different um, for different amounts of coverages. And so trying to understand what that looks like. And as we were talking about earlier, that's why retirement looks different for different people. You could downshift is what I hear people say in their career. They they may have had a more stressful or busier job, and then they go to a part-time job as kind of a partial retirement. And in the DRS technical sense, you're, you're, you're not retired yet. You're able to kind of ease into that retirement and maybe think about what else you're going to do. But it helps cover that insurance gap, which yeah. I think for a lot of people is really um, sometimes a bigger stress than the, the money. Like I can always go live on somebody's couch or uh, in, in somebody's garage. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but if, I, if I get sick, like having insurance is, is super important. Yeah. Or of course, the other example I've heard is, you know, you take some job like working at Starbucks. Again, same sort of idea where it's a less stressful job. I mean, maybe Starbucks isn't a great example if it's more of a customer service focused, but something different. 
yeah. and you can still get those health insurance benefits and yeah f finding ways to like piece all of those expenses together or, or tackle those expenses in different ways um, and I know we have a lot of uh, a lot of folks in the public retirement plans who also have you know they're retired from the military their health insurance is covered for the rest of their life so that isn't part of the equation for sure. them. Um, this is like the most common DRS question. We, like everybody thinks about retirement and they, the, the separation piece is like, w when are you actually quitting work? I feel like we need to help like change our own language about, about that. And <laughs> it, it, it's hard. I know, I know we've been working on it. So Yeah. So I think just as a reminder again, it's the, your separation date is the last day that you work for state employment. Mm -hmm. And your retirement date is basically the first day that you start collecting that pension, that yeah. paycheck. Yeah, the, the, the ongoing yeah. pension Yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, these are a couple weeks apart. Yes. But obviously for those who may choose to work somewhere else, um, like in the private sector, or if they're choosing to retire early, those two days can be many years apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, decades sometimes. Decades, yeah. All right. Thank you, Seth. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Thanks for listening, and now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.